Percy, what have you discovered about finding joy in the midst of tragedy and pain and loss? Well, Wayne, again, it sounds like an oxymoron when we talk about, you know, joy, pain and loss. Uh, can that occur? Can that happen? Uh, and, you know, humanly, it doesn't seem possible to experience joy while in pain and suffering. And so my honest response is that that's correct. Humanly, it is not possible to do that at the same time. But with the help of the divine presence of our God and the Holy Spirit, it possibly is. And perhaps, you know, we should really talk more about this and unpack this very difficult conversation today to help people possibly see that that can happen. Let's do that. And let's talk with a young woman who's been in the valley of several hardships only to arise and say, hold on, cling to hope, and know your day is coming. That Mm -hmm. is next. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd. I counted all joy while suffering loss is our theme for the day. And Percy, you've uh, given a lot of thought to this and have a conversation to come today with uh, Anjale Brown that was going to teach us a lot about this topic. Yeah, I want everyone to really uh, get close to to the speaker and hear the heart of of this young lady who really is going to help us understand how for her, uh, stepping through loss and, and difficulty, how she still was able to count it all joy and stay plugged into the hope and the faithfulness of God in the midst of some pretty dark scenarios while being a cancer patient. And today, she stands to tell the truth and the fact of that God is with her and has been with her, and she expects better to still come in the midst of her journey. Yeah, and we, as always, we don't want to make this a one-way uh, conversation. We'd love to hear from listeners on this topic as well. And you've, mm. you've uh, put together a question that uh, listeners can respond to, and we would find that very helpful. Yeah, the question for today that we'd love to have uh, you respond to and, and give us your thoughts is, in what ways were you able to find joy during your cancer journey? In what ways were you able to find joy during your cancer journey? This is going to be good. I can tell already Mm. the responses are going to be very educational for all of us and very helpful. So thank you for taking time to answer the question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's where you can just do it online. Answer the question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect and type in your response there. And then also look for the free resource while you're there online, 10 Tips to Strengthen your faith. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to James chapter one, which is what you've chosen as our scripture basis for this conversation today. Yes, sir. James one and verses two and four says, my brethren and sister, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why should we do that? Well, the scripture tells us verse three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire. And that's exactly what we're going to hear today when we talk to this unbelievable survivor and cancer thriver 
and she tells us her story and her journey. We'll meet her in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. Jot that down, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Without further ado, let's get after meeting our guest today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy? Well, hey, 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 it's me. I'm back again, Pastor P, the cancer pastor, the voice of inspiration, Reverend Percy McRae, with another compelling conversation for you from a cancer patient, someone who's been there, done that, and has the T-shirt to prove it. Today, we are going to have a conversation with a young lady, and I'm thrilled uh, about her and her story. Uh, She just actually, at the time of this recording, finished up her uh, 16th round of chemotherapy the day before and she sent me her photo and where she was celebrating and I celebrate with her uh, as she has walked the journey of being a breast cancer patient diagnosed September of 21 and she is moving along well with the grace of God today. Welcome to the microphone, Anjale Brown. How are you, my dear? I am blessed and highly favored walking in righteousness and prospering. Reverend McCray, I'm delighted to be here with you and all your listeners today. Well, I'm going to just say amen right there and we'll just lift an <laughs> offering. Okay. What else do I say to that? Right. How do you add anything else to that response? Well, I'm, I am, I am thrilled and I feel your energy and I pick up on your energy uh, and your excitement of life and obviously your relationship with God. And as we stated, you're, you're a breast cancer patient, you know, and you just, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, the day before you finished up uh, your 16th round of chemotherapy, you also had surgery previously before that, uh, and then you'll now progress and start moving toward doing some radiation treatment. So, uh, as I call it, that's the trifecta. And now, you know, yes. my, yeah, my almost my 30 years in supporting cancer patients, and now being obviously a cancer s- survivor myself. Uh, I know that that was a really big day for you, and I'm sure it was a huge lift for your spirit. But let's let's backtrack a little bit, because there was a day that wasn't really unlike yesterday where you weren't celebrating. And that was the day when you first heard and was told that you had cancer. Where were you and how did you feel when you heard the words you have cancer? Well, first, let me uh, back up a little bit just to provide some context to the response to your question. I um, was sick with covid And I, like many patients who are feeling the full effects of that, um, was in my bed resting. um, And I happened to find the lump myself. I found it and I knew instantly what it was. So it was not a surprise to me because of the medical history, but it is still nothing that you want to discover. And um, because I had recently had the COVID vaccine, I was actually cautioned to uh, wait an additional two months 
uh, before I get um, tested because they were concerned that the COVID vaccine caused swelling to the lymph nodes. And so they wanted to have an accurate reading. So even though I had the lump (laughs) and I knew that time was of the essence, not sure which type of breast cancer that I had, there was still an additional delay before I can get tested. So once I finally got in for the mammogram, um, you can tell how the doctors and the care team move around. It was continued confirmation in my spirit that it is what it is. I had a, I had a sense. So where I physically was, was in Hawaii. I was visiting my best friend and her family wow. um, on the island of, of Molokai. Okay. And I was surrounded by beautiful views and we were awaiting the call. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, the people who I was with. So we were in prayer and just believing that God was able to dry it up and make it not even be a thing any longer, mm-hmm. but also understood the, the levity of the moment as well uh, when that phone call came through. And once it did, um, it just confirmed everything I'd already felt, already sensed was coming. Okay. And it was a, it made time stand still for a moment, if for no other reason, that I had to acknowledge that the Lord had given me such opportunities to walk with people Mm. in their journey that I had such a unique experience that may be different from many of our listeners, many of those who are currently walking it or survived. That may have been their very first exposure to it being that close. And that wasn't my story. And so I have felt blessed and favored in that moment to be able to have some some artillery to um, help me throughout my journey. And what I hear, I hear, I hear so many things there, and you're absolutely right on every level, is first and foremost, uh, a couple of things that stand out in my head. Again, you are, you know, you and your sister, when you gave the age, you know, you were, you know, young women. So one of the things that we want people to understand, that cancer is indiscriminate and that we are seeing younger people being diagnosed and younger women being diagnosed with breast cancer. And then the other dynamic, when you listed all of the women on your mom's side of the family, uh, you know, the fact that, again, African-American women have a high predisposition uh, potentially to breast cancer as well. So, again, we want people to be aware and to be educated. To your point, we, we, we are, as people of faith, we operate in the spirit, but we also have to keep our feet on the ground and understand some of those natural dynamics. And then the third thing, and I and I relate to it so well, is the day when 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 my GI called and told me and confirmed my cancer is that after having had walked you know twenty plus years with cancer patients and serving them and supporting them, I too counted it a blessing that I was prepared. I had an artillery using your language. I love it that buoyed me when that word came to me, and that is not always the case for everyone, obviously. And you're right if time just stood still if, if if not for 20 seconds it felt like maybe two days that you know you have to just kind of process that when you hear that yes. so everything that you stated is so accurate in that regard so you start treatment and care you said that uh you told me earlier that you uh, got a second opinion and which is what brought you to cancer treatment centers of america phoenix goodyear arizona area you start your treatment and care and one of the things that you shared with me, uh, Angela, that I, I, I really want you to unpack a little bit was some of the encounters that you had of the people, 
whether it be staff or other patients. But the language that you use with me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm incorrect here, is that uh, the the angel that you met while uh, in the CTCA environment. Let's talk a little bit about your experience and, and what that angelic presence did or was, was meant to do for you as you understood it. Absolutely. And again, providing more context because I walked so close to closely with um, my sister, Jewel, during her treatment, we both attended the same um, family health practice. Okay. So I was in the pipeline that she was in and it's no disrespect to the care that she received. But when I went in for all of the initial doctor visits, because you first get a diagnosis and what comes after that are all the referral appointments with right. breast surgeon with medical oncologists and so on. And so I am sitting in the rooms with the same doctors that she had. So talk about PTSD. Yeah. So now I'm in the seat of the patient. That's a whole different seat from caretaker. It caretaker is. is extremely hard to any caretaker, to all the caretakers, to my own caretakers. I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful. Um, but as a patient, it really forces you to start asking the hard questions. And although I know that Jewel's story is not necessarily my story, right. one, because she had a different strand and type of breast cancer. She had the rarest form, triple negative. Yep. And, um, but when I'm having these conversations and they're saying, you look familiar, why do, why do I recognize you? Why do I recognize your name? And then sharing about Jewel. I'm not sure if news had made it that she did not make it because yeah. it's just been a year since her passing at that point. Um, so I am not only am I still grieving my sister's death, now I have to grieve it in light of my own diagnosis. So with that, I received this big book that they give you. This is cancer. This is what we expect. This mm -hmm. is our suggested treatment plan. But it felt cold. It felt a little separate and detached. I do feel like they offer incredible care. Yep. But now as the patient, I'm in power. I get to choose if there's nothing else said by the end of our conversation, I hope that people here, if they've already had a diagnosis, if this is a future diagnosis, if it's a diagnosis of a loved one, just letting them know that you have power, you have control. Yes. No different than you taking your dollars to Walmart or to Chevy. You have the power to say, this is not for me. And so in talking to people in my circle and sharing my concerns, my godmother and um, certainly one of the champions of my care team, she said, let's call CTCCA. And I've seen commercials over the years, yeah. but it just seemed like an off, <laughs> um, far off um, opportunity because number one, that's additional costs added to you for travel. Yeah. And so she said, let's just call. You got to do this call, right? Yeah. So I'm in Hawaii calling and they tried to get me the next day <laughs> to <laughs> travel to Goodyear. And I'm like, wait, 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 I'm in Hawaii. Can you give me a week right. or two? And then we'll, um, we'll get you, get it scheduled. And we did that. And my godmom came with me. And like I said, from the phone call to the driver, I, it really felt like a medical Disney and anyone who's ever encountered Disneyland or Disney world, their level of service and care their culture is infused in every aspect of the detail. You could not deny that. I felt more comfortable in all of the elements of just scheduling the trip and getting on site than me driving 15 minutes across town. 
And so we met people on the van who were sharing their stories and how CTCA has saved their life. Um, and one of the encounters that we had sitting in the courtyard after having the sessions with the doctors, information overload, right? You're yeah. getting all this information and it's good information and you're grateful for this information, but now you're trying to yeah, it's a filter lot. and cipher through. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> what, what do I need to need to attain? Yes. In this moment. And so today, you know, you sit here now full of energy and vitality. Uh, one of the other dynamics that, um, you know, is is important uh, to talk about is, and we, we, we alluded to it earlier, is about having a new normal, is that, you know, uh, cancer patients can experience loss, loss of hair, you know, loss of a body part, uh, loss of weight. But one of the other things that potentially can happen, unfortunately, with cancer that one can lose is that they can lose loved ones in a relationship. And you've experienced that. Let's talk about it a little bit. So I've already talked about the physical loss, the, the involuntary loss, right. I should say, right. of my sister. Um, but I think the most surprising was that during my cancer journey, also losing the voluntary loss of my husband, um, not in death, but just in choice. Um, and that's something that was really difficult to grip considering that just months prior to diagnosis and treatment, you stand before friends, family, and most importantly, God, and you exchange vows. Yeah. And one of the major elements of the vows is through sickness and health. And going through treatment and seeing couples come through and really seeing what that looks like lived out. Yeah. Like I would briefly share, I was in chapel service one day with Pastor Jeff and his team and being in there with all of their team and all of the people who were just coming as parishioners to worship. And there was this couple sitting in front of me, a gentleman, and we have to wear masks um, while we're on the facility. Yeah. Um, but when it came time to receive communion yeah. and the elements, we take off our mask briefly yeah. um, to dip in the cup and to eat the cracker. And when he took off his mask, half of his throat was gone yeah. and his mouth and he put in the communion cracker and I'm sorry if this is vivid, but just wanting to give you an example, um, his wife had to push the cracker to a point where he can swallow it physically mm. inside. And to me, that is the perfect representation of in sickness, in health, yeah. I will walk with you yeah. and to know what that could look like. And then also realize for me, that is not what will be because we are now divorced um, as of April of 22. That, that's been hard to deal with on top of yeah. diagnosis, on top of um, treatment and side effects of treatment, on top of other things I'm navigating with work right. or um, dealing, with, dealing with what this new normal looks like as now a divorcee yeah. and now operating uh, as a single woman. I never would have expected that, Reverend McCray, and you shared that other patients have gone through that, and it's unimaginable. And for those who have the loving support of their spouse, count it truly a blessing. But even in this space, I count it a blessing that the Lord moved an obstacle out of the way so that I can truly heal. Yeah. And I don't have to navigate uh, the complexities that come with someone who really doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. And even though we didn't even make it to our year mark, 
I am blessed for the experiences that we did have because no one is all bad. No situation is all bad. Um, but I do acknowledge that um, one day at a point in time, the Lord will send me someone who's in complete alignment with him. Yeah. And we will take over the kingdom together. Well, thank you, sweetie, for being vulnerable and being transparent and sharing that. I know that that could not have been um, easy to share, let alone uh, live through. And yes, I have seen examples of that because and and the way that I like to spin out of that is that cancer uh, cancer can compromise many elements and aspects of one's mental, emotional, physical and relational environment. And so certainly yes. sometimes, unfortunately, relationships become uh, a victim of, of the effect and the weight of cancer. Uh, where relationships are not able to be sustained. And so I, I, I salute you and I continue to remind you and encourage you, obviously, that you are still married to the Lord. Uh, you're Man. still you're still his bride. The Bible Thank calls, you, us, Lord. <laughs> calls us the bride of Christ and he's coming back for his bride. And so. Yes. And, but in the meantime and in between time, uh, I stand in agreement with you as well that uh, the Lord uh, willing will allow uh, someone uh, to be a help meet to you and for you who will be able to bear up under any and all circumstances in, in maintaining uh, Thank you, Lord. their relationship. That said, today, here you are. And, and I, I want everyone to, to pick up on the energy and the strength that comes from you despite uh, hair loss, despite, you know, possible body parts missing, uh, despite losing your spouse, you still have the joy of the Lord. You still have the hope of the Lord and you still have your life today. What would you say to anyone listening, particularly to a young woman uh, who may be just newly diagnosed with breast cancer? What would you say to her at this particular moment in time? I would tell her or him that this battle is 90% mental. Mm. And 10% physical. Okay. There are days it's going to feel flipped. Yeah. Um, but I have found um, that throughout this entire journey, that my state of mind made the ultimate difference mm. of how I would make it from moment to moment. And sometimes it truly is moment to moment. Yeah. And day to day. Yeah. And it is so important that first you... I'm praying that those who are listening are believers, but if they're not, I pray that they come to know him through an encounter, through listening to an episode like this, yeah. and through their own revelation. But if it were not for my relationship with Jesus first, I don't know where I would be. Okay. I wonder if I would be here. There have been many moments in my life um, that I struggled with depression and there were thoughts of suicide. And I'll be honest, in this journey, there were thoughts of suicide. When you when you compact everything that had happened to me yeah. within the past two years alone, yeah. it's a lot. It <laughs> we could have an episode on just one of those items. Mm -hmm. I didn't even mention the miscarriage that happened months before the uh, diagnosis as well, yeah. which I'm grateful for, that the Lord spared me from having to make the impossible decision right. of terminating pregnancy yeah. or moving forward in pregnancy and then delaying the start of my own treatment. Right. 
I am so grateful that I didn't have to make that choice. I don't wish miscarriage on anyone, but the mercy of the Lord saw fit to um, allow that to happen naturally so that I can move forward. Um, But when you, when you have compounded trauma, it's hard to be able to kind of grapple just a single element. And so the enemy knows that as well. And so he'll use that against you and the lies will start to ruminate lies that you've been fighting your entire life, but now he has, you know, actual events that he can put on you Mm. and try to convince you that the word is false. Right. And if it weren't for the deposited word that I already had stored up, plus all of the new word that I have a new context that I can use healing scriptures mean more, more when you're walking through sickness, Uh, financial scriptures mean more when you're walking through financial issues. Right. 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 And so that's part of the count it all joy is I can count it joy because now I know it's true. You can't speak about anything Mm. that you don't know about. Right. And so I am grateful for this experience because I know God's going to use it. I know everything that I've been through will not be in vain. Everything. Yeah. And the fact that um, me being able to be a light to someone else, I'm, I've been able to speak to women who are going through marital issues right. and sharing my story yes. in the midst of that. So just being able to encourage this person who's listening, who's trying to figure out how all of the pieces fit. You don't need to worry about that. Because God's going to make that very clear. Mm. Just be in the moment and seek God for what he's trying to do right now. Because that's what I've had to do is say, God, in this moment, right. what are you trying to do? Sometimes it's just to be still and know. That I am Sometimes it's to encourage someone else in the midst. Because there is nothing more powerful, in my opinion, than getting your eyes off of you yeah because that's where the enemy wants to keep you correct because if you focus on you you get caught up in what you only see yeah versus you being able to look up and round and see how god wants to use you even as you are in that moment for somebody else because it's all about that anyway none of this is actually about us that's true that's the biggest misconception within the christian walk yes it's not about us yes everything we do including jesus who's the ultimate compass. Yes. Nothing that he did had anything to do with him. He was just following the will of the father, which is just to restore us to him. Yes. So ultimately anything that we go through, the ultimate will of the father is to restore others to him. And there is nothing more powerful in testimony than seeing it, your circumstances and someone else lived out to know that this not lasts forever just hold on and cling to hope and know your day is coming. And if that was probably the best day of yesterday is seeing who now I'm getting emotional. It's seeing patients who are going through and who knows what, well, I know, I know some of what is going through their mind. Yes. Yes. And when you hear that bell and you hear the singing and the people rejoicing over you. Yes. Hope is now deposited in the hearts of those listening, the caregiver and the patient alike to know that this comes to an end. Yes. And my day is coming where I get to ring that bell and I could be the beacon of hope to someone to let them know, hold on, don't give up. A change is coming. My sister, I thank you for that. And um, and I know that that's going to bless someone today. And it's absolutely true. But thank you for your journey. Thank you for your courage of faith. 
And thank you for your transparency, because at the end of the day, uh, we all are brought to our knees. We are humbled. And but at the end of the day, we are also restored by the grace and mercy of God. And today I see that and I hear that in you. The best is still yet to come in your life. And I stand in agreement with you. And I thank you for staying on the planet and sticking around despite some pretty tough drama as a result of your trauma that you've experienced. God. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you're, yes. you're, you're, still, you're still with us and you're still pressing forward. And I'm standing right there with you. So let's go forward. And uh, we got work to do. So go get them, Tiger. Okay. Uh, no, that's right. Same to you. Thank you for all you're doing. Oh, you're it's welcome. definitely making a difference in this community oh, bless of you. everyone who encounters. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Today, you have heard from the one and only, I, I can't follow that up with anything, Angela Brown, and I thank God for her testimony. You've been listening to Pastor P on health, hope, and inspiration. Well, we've learned so much from this young lady here today who's been through so much. Uh, we'll talk about it with Percy again in, in just a moment as you stay with us now. But have you used the Cancer Center for Alexa skill yet? This is a question and answer voice activated tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, which is part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. The skill can answer over 800 questions and more than 40 different cancer types and symptoms and risk factors and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say to the smart speaker, Alexa, enable Cancer Center that's on an Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So look for it. Use it. Take advantage of it. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill. How much can one person take? Boy, that's what I was thinking as I listened to you talk to Anjali. That's a great question, and obviously a lot, particularly when we talk about having the power of the Lord and the Holy Spirit working inside of you. And that's exactly uh, what this young lady uh, leaned upon. She leaned in and she leaned on her faith in the midst of just negative hardships, trials, her mom being diagnosed with cancer, losing her sister. Hmm. Um, Unfortunately, her husband feeling like he could not Uh, stay in their relationship due to her cancer diagnosis and then losing a child. And yet this, this young woman stood tall as she said and reminded us that this really isn't about me. This is about God. It's about somebody else who needs to see uh, the power of God working in someone to remind them that it is possible to still stand and work through challenges and circumstances to declare that God is good And that's how she felt when she said she took her last chemotherapy and she rang the bell (laughs) and they had a celebration. And she said there were people who were watching her. And she said that's when she got emotional because she realized that there was someone sitting watching her who was in her position when she first started her journey and that she gave them hope that day. It wasn't about me, she said. It was about God and it was about them. Yeah, we we don't compare ourselves to others, but we can certainly learn from and encourage each other by looking... um, at what, uh, you know, how we treat uh, hardship like that. She's doing it with joy. She is. She absolutely is. And and she's a victor today. Uh, you know, when we read this, the scripture being more than a conqueror, that really applies to Anjale in this regard. She's experienced a lot of loss, but she continues 
to experience the joy of the Lord in her life that tells her that tomorrow is going to be a better day and that she is winning. And so she has made that determination based upon her faith, based upon all that God has done and said to her. And I stand with her today to celebrate her. And I hope that there is someone that is listening today that no matter how difficult your journey can be, that you still can walk with the victory of God no matter what to see light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm grateful for her testimony. If you, after listening to this woman tell her story today, want to answer the question we've put to our listeners, in what ways were you able to find joy during your cancer journey? We would love to have your story told by you. You can go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect and answer the question there. In what ways were you able to find joy during your cancer journey? And also, the free resource is right there at your fingertips as well online. Print it out, use it, share it with others if you like. Share the link with others. Ten mm-hmm. tips to strengthen your faith. Percy, I think that's going to do it for today, but not until, though, we go back to the Scripture and reconsider what it was teaching us. Absolutely, and it's important. And I think that we heard from a perfect candidate that, that, that speaks to the Scripture and the power of it. And that's James 1, verses 2 through 4. And it says, My brethren, or my sister, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire. Today, Anjale, thank you for allowing uh, the patience of God to be developed in you as you counted all joy in the midst of your situation. And we celebrate you and we thank God for you. And I pray that as you move forward, that others will see and hear your testimony and be encouraged to know that tomorrow potentially can be a better day. God bless you. Thank you for bringing Anjali and her story to us today, Percy. God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time on this program. Yeah, we've got work to do, folks. So remember, let's keep chopping the wood. And until the next time, uh, this is yours truly, Pastor P. We'll talk soon. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. See you next time. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.